Okay. All right. Now, so uh, sometimes <laughs> I think I'm an important part of the fitness industry. I mean, I, I really care to, to turn people on and, and uh, to some kind of a fitness program. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, anything to get them onto some kind of a healthy lifestyle. And in a small way, <laughs> make some difference in, in some people's lives. Mm -hmm. And then there's my next guest, uh, <laughs> Jen Miller. Uh, and uh, Jen, this is beneath you. <laughs> if you want to totally run out of here, beneath me. If you want to run out of here right now, no. everybody would understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be here all day. Just, to... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, so welcome. Yeah, Thank welcome. Uh, play Thanks more podcast me. listeners. Um, so l l let me set the stage, okay. right? So, uh, you know, among the nearly one dozen industry awards, uh, Jen was named one of the 25 fittest people in the world by People Magazine. <laughs> I paid him well. Golly. <laughs> Check still in the mail. <laughs> and uh, yeah, do you, um, did you know the number of the 25 you were or just in the no, 25? No, I was trying to think if I remember That's who number else eight was or whatever, in there. Yeah. I know Arnold Schwarzenegger was in there, uh, and that's cool. the only one I remember because I had just visited his house. They'd had us over for dinner, and I just visited with him, and I thought, oh, wow, I'm in the same category. Same. Yes, so it's funny. Are. It's funny. Yeah. Jen's also been inducted into the National Fitness Hall of Fame. Um, just, just so impressive. Um, and you also may know her as the creator of the late 80s step training fitness phenomenon, which is still, while other trends have come and gone, still going strong today. It's funny. It's interesting. It's evolved into so many other things. I'm really, I'm really proud of that. And also, it's enjoying a resurgence. Yeah. So people are coming to me and asking me to teach them how to do it. It's so, it's so cute, really. That's so cool. So you, you probably have also, uh, how many DVDs and videos oh, have you gosh. done? I, mean, I don't even know. 50, 60, 100? Oh, no, 100 easy. I think most of what I've done um, was for Reebok in the day, and I had all kinds of, um, you know, everything from plyometrics to strength training. But I did a lot of shows overseas. I don't know if you know that for Sky I wanted in to England. get into that a little yeah. bit, see some of the places you've been. And and those were 65 shows. I don't know how many seasons we did. And then we did ESPN. We did shows for them as well. So... We have a lot of um, data out there. You know, some of it's available, some of it's not. But yeah, a lot. That's it's it's so impressive. Um, you also do kind of high-profile motivational speaking engagements. I do. Right. I do. You have an award-winning fitness personal training studio, Jen Miller Fitness, in, in downtown Woodstock. That's us. <laughs> a little I, us. I, you know, I, I'd seen the other location, and and uh, wanted, uh, I crept over there Sunday and. Peeked in your windows with my son. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We've got that whole bank down there. Yeah. You know, where we have we have our training studio. We have our one-on-one, -on -one, and then we have our group, and then we have our yoga room. We have our filming room. So it's it's deceiving because it looks uh, different than studio. it really is. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and you give mountain biking lessons? I do. I love mountain biking. That's my, my great escape. I do. I go lots of places, but Blanket's good for teaching because they have dwelling, which is a, a, a pretty user-friendly beginner course. And you can get people out there and get them back in an hour. So that's a good course. You know, when that trail was first opening up, my buddies and I, hey, I heard there's a trail going up. So we, we snuck out there. And it's like a week before they opened. And we, we're riding on the trail. <laughs> just weeds are hitting us. We didn't even know where we were going. <laughs> And then they opened up a week later, and we realized we were like 10 feet off the trail the whole oh. time. <laughs> you know. You went way out. Yeah. You were really yeah, were yeah. way in. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's all good. But with all this stuff you do, I mean, I, I feel like I'm probably still missing so much. You know, I, I think probably if you think about what the most important thing I do, and you and I are, are you know, as you said earlier, you know, we're, we're trying to change people's lives, even if it's just one at a time or having a conversation with a person or encouraging them to exercise. I think, you know, the whole concept of feeling good and being fit and being vital, yeah. you know, is so important if you can communicate how somebody is going to feel when they get there. So the most, the best thing about that is that... Go on. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. No worries. So the best thing about you know having people feel vibrant and feel healthy and feel um, empowered is a very difficult task because it's one thing to teach somebody how to play a game, 
it's it's another thing to you know teach people how to sit in a kayak and hold a paddle and all that kind of stuff but if you can take somebody who's out of shape and never exercised before and and create a scenario where they feel the benefits that's the difference between success and failure for me because I do courses you know I do nine week courses in weight management and I do all these courses in stress management exercise has really changed because in the early days we were exercising to lose weight but now we're exercising for different reasons because most of us the baby boomer who birthed this baby of organized exercise is now exercising for stress management exercising to overcome stress exercising to feel better and to sleep better and all the things that we weren't even thinking about as kids as Anxiety, kids we were thinking depression, right you name it yeah. all that stuff so Disease. now exactly so now i think what i take most pride in is not you know inventing step aerobics or having been one of the 25 fittest people or you know the instructor of the year whatever what all those awards are great and i appreciate them and i am so thankful to all the people who contributed to my success, including you know the big companies that um, uh, I was a sponsor for. But I think when I see a one person, and it's one person out of 10 that's gonna change their life, if you spend nine to 12 weeks in a workshop with people and you have 10 people in that class, one of them is gonna change their life. One of them is gonna lose weight, get fit, get healthy, and change, change who they are. You talk about how you feel. Uh, that's exactly what got me down the, uh, the, the lifetime of, of fitness exercise consistency um, is I had pinched a nerve in my neck in, in 1998. And I'm telling you, for a year and a half or so, I felt like the oldest man on the planet. And I, it oh, really okay. was agonizing. I mean, it brought me to tears a couple times. You yeah, know? it's so debilitating. Just can't get away from it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then there was a... a uh, a personal trainer that, that came in here and uh, changed my life. I mean, he made a man out of me, you know, <laughs> and uh, and got me, you know, more focused on, on how and why to train and, and uh, sequences of it all. And he just rebuilt my body and, and gave me symmetry and balance back in my life so that you know, I wasn't impinged anymore. And uh, right. so it, it, that feeling... Mm-hmm. That's what I, I continue to strive for. And, I, and, and you know, the, the, the other byproducts are awesome, you know, yeah, you, you right, look a little right. better, you, you know, whatever. So, but, yeah, the, right. but the way you feel, the way you sleep, the way you interact with others, the, the you know, better parent, better husband, better business owner, better, you know, whatever. Exactly. Uh, uh, it's exactly. been, it's been, uh, I, I don't ever want to feel that way again, no, you know. No, and so no. it's, it's got me almost anxious, you know, yeah. to, to, to keep it, keep it going. And, and right. luckily because of the techniques I learned as, as I start to feel a little off, you know, I, I, I can kind of address these things earlier and keep them at bay. Right. You and know, you maybe. know what's going on with your body. You're, you're, you're at that point where you're, you're fine tuned, if you will. Yeah. And you know, when something's out or something's wrong, you know, I, a, a lot of times, you know, with, at my studio, we have a specific apparatus where we actually hang you know, like you would if you were a kid oh, yeah. from a tree. And then if you're hanging by your hands and then pull your legs up, then you get this great spinal decompression. Mm. You know, you're able to contract the core in the way it's supposed to contract. So what you're seeing now, really, in fitness and in exercise, is you're seeing an application of um, uh, the balance between flexibility or mobility and strength or stability. So what you see is this perfect balance. If you can get your stability or your strength equally as strong or as valid as your flexibility or your mo mobility, you're injury proof. I mean, take Tiger Woods just it's now, so right? Yeah. Asymmetrical game, golf. Yeah. You know, this incredible power on one side of your body yeah. and this accommodating Violence. flexibility on the other side of the body. Mm. Well, if you do that for your life, yeah. If Think about one side of your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're giving yourself scoliosis in a way. Right. Because you get the power coming through yeah. and you've got this required flexibility <clears throat> on the other side. Well, guess what? That flexibility side has to gain the power that the power side has. And the power side has to gain the flexibility that the flexibility side has. Mm. Or you've got an asymmetrical imbalance. So fitness trends now, when you see a lot of these systemic or integrated fitness categories, it's about getting the body perfectly balanced, like a fine-tuned instrument. And it's not about big muscles anymore, and it's not about, you know, six-pack abs, although, you know, that is a byproduct. Nice bonus, If you yeah. start eating right, and you you apply what you know, and you do what's required. I, I don't, 
even remember who once said it, but some actor on television said, you know, it's real easy to get fit, quit eating crap, and work out 30 minutes a day. <laughs> you know, and that's really the simplicity of the start game. Quit eating crap, just don't eat sugar. Just yeah. don't eat sugar. Don't do anything else, just don't eat sugar. And apply movement. And boom, you're out start the start game. Quick results. Yeah. And taking that uh, initial, you know, workout, those, always taking it a step further. Uh, for me, when I got into my uh, uh, fly fishing, as you as you put it, <laughs> I, I, uh, which was my, my surfing, uh, I got into surfing as an adult. And because I'd been working out strong for, you know, solid six years, I mean, real consistently, I thought I'd be, you know, pretty good at it. Yeah. Right? Oh, and, it's... And, uh, Cause I, I, you know, I, I was fit and, and, uh, I could kind of do most things and, you know, pretty well. And, uh, you know, I really struggled at it. So it was immediately like, Hey, I love this. I want to get better at it. I want to, this is my new thing. And then B, um, start to, I started to see where I was falling short in my, my routines, you know? So, uh, I you know, altered those over the year to incorporate more of the, the, the balance and, and, uh, flexibility and things like that. And so, now, because of it, I, you know, I hardly ever go to, say, a chiropractor or something, which I believe in chiropractic care. Mm-hmm, and, um, but, uh, you know, I was having to go, like, all the time. And now I treat it like a spa treatment. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like just... Or your <laughs> obligation to the doc. I'm coming in because I like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. I, 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 I love the group I go to. So, so where did you get your business acumen? You know, when I went to college, I went to Georgia Southern College, and my dad said, you're going to study business. And I said, Dad, you know, I don't want to be, I, I want to be a coach. I don't want to study business. I just Are want to be a coach. Are still around? My mother is. My father's passed now. My mother's still around. And um, he said, well, I'm not paying for you to be a PE teacher. They don't make enough money. And, I, and so I went to business school for a couple of years, and then I dropped out because I wanted to be a coach. So I became a coach. And this is what? what this uh, is in 74, 75. Okay. So I started teaching at Olympia School of Gymnastics on 42, and I coached there for 10 years. So you've always been a coach. I've always been a coach. Have you ever yeah. worked outside of the industry? Like wait tables uh, I, yeah, or something? Yeah, you know, I think everybody needs to wait tables. Because <laughs> it teaches you about humanity. Yeah, I, yeah, you know where I worked? You're going to die. El Chico. It was, a, it was a Mexican restaurant. In, you blended right in. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, there. And then I waited tables. Um, I took uh, a course from Far West Services because I wanted to be really, really good and wait on the, you know, the high-end tables and the high-end restaurants. And right. I did that for about a year. But I always remember that being the thing or the occupation that taught me most about people. Because uh, people are interesting, they are. you know, and there's so many facets to people. I think, you know, you grow up in, first of all, I think everybody should get their kids into sports because it teaches them camaraderie, it teaches them team, you know, uh, uh, attitude, and, and it teaches them how to, to exceed outside themselves. I think that's the most important thing about sports is mm-hmm. teaching a child to exceed outside themselves and not be so um, self-centered, not be so selfish and a lot of in a lot of ways so that's sure. the first thing but waiting tables teaches you <laughs> how to be compassionate when somebody's really rude to you mm. and how to accept um an ass whooping yeah when when you've done everything you can to, to make it right, right. It teaches you it teaches you a little bit about humanity that's but why that's, I li- that's why i like my gig here i'm on the front lines yeah you and you're know, talking and to just people right all day and it's so funny jay because when i come into a uh, played against sports site you know, hanging around sometimes and looking at stuff and playing in here. It's fun to play in here and look at everything. And then what I see, well, what I do is I hear. I'm kind of like <laughs> eavesdropping. And people want to be really good at what they do, yeah. their sport. They want to be really good. And so I hear them picking your brain about how they can get their children to be better or what do you suggest to make the, to make the sport for their child better. And it's really interesting mm-hmm. to hear, you know, the parent and that whole kind of conversation about how can I help my kid? How can I help my son or my daughter be better yeah. at their sport? What what should I get? What should I do? Um, and really, it's 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 mind and body and spirit. You know, the game is more than just the game. You know, and you 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 know exude that yourself because that's your personality. But it's well, I'm blessed because just the nature of what I do and the products that we carry. Yeah, people are in a pretty good mood usually you know, yeah, when they come yeah. in here. You know, they're like yeah. you say, they're getting their kid outfitted for the first time. Right, right. And, or they're, they're the deciding to make a, a change in themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. it comes from a, a good place, yeah, I think. Yeah, it really does. So um, 
let me, Jen, let me share this with you a little okay. bit. So I tend to carry tension in my, my neck and shoulders, which is where I first had that uh, impingement years ago. So I woke up Sunday morning super early uh, because I was so nervous about doing this podcast with you. <laughs> this is, you know, uh, this is the fourth one. I should have waited till I've done 40, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But, uh, uh, you know, so I started, you know, researching you on Google and YouTube and, and stuff like that. And the more I looked, the more nervous I got. You've done oh, so yeah. much, been so involved, and, and been truly so important, uh, and not just the industry, but you know, just I'd say millions of people's lives. That I started to have a mild panic attack. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to goodness. Funny. And uh, <laughs> then I found the podcast that you did with Petra Kolber, and, oh, yeah. and uh, it was so professionally done. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so outclassed, <laughs> and, and I got myself so worked up that I got this kink in my oh, neck. No at the thought of you coming to do this, you know? And I thought, well, you know, uh, you know, you've, you've, you're so calm and you have a calming influence. And, and, I, and, and so I thought, well, just relax, Jay. And I thought, well, what would Jen do? And I thought, well, she'd probably go work it out, you know? So that's what I did. I've got a you know, really sweet workout room. Um, and I went immediately into my workout room and enjoyed the, uh, calming meditative effects of a good workout you good. know so uh, your your influence goes further than you might imagine um, and then, then I looked up uh, Petra a little bit and I saw she'd recently done a TED talks and I thought, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> immediately locked up again you know like holy cow that's next for you Jay. get ready <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah um but Thank goodness I watched it. And it was an enlightening talk on basically letting go of perfectionism. Yeah. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> letting go. Yeah. What's the name of her podcast, by the way? Uh, if you just go to Petra, um, I'm not sure exactly what the name is, but if you go to Petra.com, PetraColver.com. Because it was, it was, right it was great. You know? She's great. Uh, yeah, she's I could great. tell. And, and I, she, I didn't know if I'd ever met her or not. I didn't know if she'd been in here or not. She's in the, she was in the fitness industry for years. <laughs> and in fact, when we were both at Reebok, she was more like the dance queen. And I was sort of the step queen. Okay. And we worked together. And we did videos for Reebok. And then, of course, videos ourselves. And one of the things that, um, that I learned from her, I remember um, she was talking about her dad. You know, and she was saying that, you know, most of her life she never really knew her father because he was always on the golf course. He was a golf pro okay and and then he was an, a golf instructor on the golf course she said I never really knew my father and I resented the fact in a way that she didn't know her father that she wasn't closer to her father and then when he passed there was a massive amounts of people at his funeral and all of mm. them came up to her and talked about how they greatest loved guy her, ever yeah. greatest guy ever and she sort of um, got another sense of who her father was through Good. these people yeah. who had come up afterwards and so she's Throughout her life, she's had several, not catastrophic or traumatic events, but really significant events that have changed how she's thought about things. Mm. And she's imparting that now, um, you know, through social media. And she's just a great person, just a sweetheart of a girl. And she, basically what she's saying is, you know, relax with yeah. your life. Enjoy it. Find the joy. Find the fun. You know, don't spend your time trying to help somebody who won't be helped or trying to accommodate somebody who is, you know, zapping or using your energy. In mm -hmm. fact, you know, choose wisely and live your life to the fullest because you're here today. You may not be here tomorrow. Just that so, quick, yeah. Yeah, choose. Choose. Very yeah. cool. So, all right, so uh, if you're just tuning in, we're, we're sitting here with the world-famous Jen Miller. Uh, so you mentioned you were a gymnast as a, as a kid, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. So what was your specialty or... or I was an all-around. My specialty was, oh my gosh, it was beam, balance beam. Balance beam. And it's so interesting it so because, scary. It, you know, it's like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Free Solo, the guy that cl climbs El Capitan with no ropes. I have not. It's 4,000, no, it's 2,000 miles up. He climbs straight up this thing with no ropes. Gosh. And so when people see somebody on the balance beam doing flips and going backwards, they think, man, what if you hit your head? What if you miss and crack your head? But you know what? You just don't. You just don't, you look back and there it is. There's that piece of wood and you grab it and you just do what you have to do. But I think with gymnastics, I, I did every sport in high school and I was terrible at gymnastics. So I started doing gymnastics and I was so bad at it that I wanted to keep going until I got better at it. And that's when I uh, started to really uh, get determined about a specific uh, activity. It was a lot, was a lot of and fun. And is this in Atlanta? Mm -hmm. I went to Henderson High School. Where's that? Uh, it's in, it was in Tucker, 
it's now just an elementary school. I don't know what they did with the high school. They <laughs> shipped it off. Did somewhere. you also live in Naperville, Illinois? I or? did. I lived in Naperville, Illinois. I grew up, I was born in Virginia, moved to Maryland, moved to Naperville, Illinois, then Westport, Connecticut. Lived in Wheaton here. briefly. You uh, did? Yeah. Naperville oh, and Butterfield. See? Right? A, yeah. All the good people come from the West. <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm a Midwest guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet people. Everybody works their way down south eventually. All right. Um, and then you were, you were doing like competitions or, or, or this you started getting is it aerobic competitions yeah now when I when I decided to leave school and come back and coach gymnastics somebody said to me so you There's, discovered aerobics right well what happened was this was back in the early 80s the parents of the kids that I coached would watch me do these conditioning drills with the kids and the conditioning drills are like uh, sequences of all kinds of stuff, mostly core exercises okay. that you do for the kids, and they wanted to do it as well. So I said, yeah, you know, I'll do a half an hour with the parents. So the parents started coming in and laying down on the mats, and they would do the, the same drills the kids would do, or try to do the same drills the kids would do. And so I started teaching that way. I started teaching conditioning drills to the parents of my gymnasts. You know, I wish so much in all the team sports that you mentioned now, not just something like gymnastics, but any of them, that there would be something for the parents to do while their kids are out there on the field. I mean, they, they you know, they want to be on the field and near their kid. And they, you know, try to watch their kid. But sometimes their kid's far enough away. Just make sure he's safe, you know. But right. And they're chatting it up with their friend next to them. And it's like, yeah. golly, if, if you just walked around for the hour yeah, while your yeah, kid's yeah. practicing, That's right. you could use that Circle time that you don't have, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, that would be um, so cool. But, uh, I mean, everybody has their time. I mean, they're the, the limited. Yeah. But so, they're... You know, it doesn't matter where you are or where you go, you really can find any activity. You really can. If yeah. you're sitting on a bench, turn around, do some push-ups, right. do some dips. You know, if you're at a track, you know, run a quarter of a mile, you know, and then walk the three quarters. What is it about society that it almost looks strange for someone to drop down and start stretching or something? Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're into it, you wouldn't think twice about it. Like, you look right. at any animal, that's what they do. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know. I think it depends on where you live and, um, you know, if you're on the belt line. You know, obviously you can do anything you want. Nobody's right. going to look at you strangely. There's people out there teach yoga classes, you know, for free. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a matter, you know, people, I think people come to me and go, well, you know, I was going to walk around my neighborhood and do what you were saying, like do some push-ups or do some this, but I think people are going to look at me. And you know what I always tell people? Yeah. Look, if you're in class or you're doing that, you know what people think? <clears throat> Good for her. Good for him. Yeah. They I don't think anything that. weird. They think, well, they're trying. Yeah. You know, they're, they're giving it some effort. So, you know, give it some effort. So, so some of the early uh, competitions, I guess, were there aerobic competitions? competitions? What uh -huh. is an aerobic competition? Well, in the day, back in the uh, early, early 80s, 80s, early 80s, they would have uh, sports bars where you came, you know, you could come in and get a drink and a meal, and there's you know 50 TVs around, and you okay. can watch whatever sport you want, and yeah. somehow or another you hear it, you know, your sure. golf's on the TV next to you, but you're watching soccer, you know, two yeah, yeah. seats down. And so they used to have these competitions or activities in these sports bra uh, sports bars. So they would bring people in, like they would bring, um, you know, jugglers in or, you know, anything else just to have, you know, entertain people. Okay. Really just keep them in there and, and uh, keep them, you know, keep buying, them in the bar. buying booze. Buying booze, and booze. <laughs> yeah. So at these uh, sports bars, they would have these aerobic <laughs> competitions. Now, aerobic you know, it's an old word for kind of group exercise, cardio group exercise. And so you go in there and you would perform three minutes and you would do everything you could possibly do it was almost like a um, it was almost like a dance competition with uh, strength training movements mm -hmm. or something you know <laughs> impossible to do so I would just being a gymnast it was easy uh, it's an unfair you know? advantage. Short, you know I'm fast yeah. and really it was how many how many moves you could get in in those three minutes to wow people and so I would do handstand push-ups you know because I could do it and so if you're doing handstand push-ups and everybody else is bad, doing regular yeah. push-ups and you're doing, you know, I used to hook my feet um, around the, um, the rail that went across the bar and then I would do sit-ups, you know, from, because that was gymnastic. Not strapped in, just your no, toes. No, yeah, just like, my toes, you know, holding me in and I would do that. Can people you still would, do that? Probably could. Probably could. could. yeah. But, um, and then people would would uh, scream and cheer and of course the judges would give me the high marks and so then there started being some big money involved in this right big right? money mm -hmm. i want a couple of cars seventy-five thousand no, dollars. okay okay you, you want a car yeah I want in two, the 80s i did i want a car doing aerobics uh, competition, competition. And 75 grand yeah it's and even grand. now that's unbelievable i know but in I the know. 80s it's crazy it's like a million bucks <laughs> well i would enter these things and i'd win them 
every yeah, time. Every time. You know, every time I'd enter them, I'd win them and because be like, I knew the tricks. Like a purse, there'd be money in yeah, the car purse, available. Diamonds, so, furs, I cars. I imagine there was a ton of people that entered, right? Yeah, but then I started. People started getting a little irritated because I was time. winning every time, and so there was <laughs> no the mustache or something. Yeah. There was no criteria for. Um, you know these competitions like they they wouldn't say uh, you can't do you just won you can't yeah. do flips okay. you know you can't do back handsprings things like that they didn't say that and now, now if you look at j-lo's show uh-huh. you know the dance show they're doing crazy stuff on there yeah. but nobody said you can do this or you can't do that so i just did everything you i did knew that would did, wow yeah. people you know one arm push-ups stuff like that <laughs> crazy stuff and so finally um the people the producers of these things said you know would you consider judging instead of performing and so I did that and less money (laughs) well less money was like 500 bucks to judge but the best part of that was um, I sort of gave my friends a chance to excel yeah you know it and and it wasn't that I mean sometimes it's not about the money right you know sometimes it's about keeping your friendships or Uh, doing the right thing or you know participate participating in the team effort yes you know it's it's just like anything else you know we have these competitions at my studio where we do one minute of about 10 exercises to see okay. who can do the most of those exercises with the proper form and technique. Uh-huh. And it's always the same people that win every time. Yeah. You know, so at some point, you know, depending on who you, you get are. another winner and, in there, yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's tricky. So you mentioned, you know, aerob- aerobics and the history of it. I did a little research, and so uh, I guess a book was written on it by a Dr. Cooper in right. the late Kenneth 60s. Cooper. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a... Uh, Pauline Potts or something. Yeah, he had no. He had an institute, and I believe it was in Texas. And he thought, you know, that we should move as humans. That we should move and get our heart rate and our respiration. Seems so obvious now. Yeah. yeah, just like you know, you were saying earlier. If you watch animals, yeah. you know, we're we're animals for sure. And yet we're professional sitters and standers. That's what we do. Oh, we're professional gosh. sitters and standers. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if you go back a hundred years and watch your ancestors, yeah, you know, and watch what they did every day, I mm-hmm. bet they didn't stop. I bet they were going. You know, working the fields all yeah. day long. They got up at probably five in the morning. Yeah. They ate probably dough food because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could. Yeah. You know, now we say don't eat dough, but they probably got up and ate biscuits and whatever else, and they had eggs and sausage and bacon. And they went out in the field and they worked for four yeah. hours. And they came home at eleven o'clock. They had another giant meal. Yeah. Worked out till four o'clock, five o'clock. They're home. Seven o'clock. They're in bed. You know, we don't do that. Now we Bodies sit. It's a perpetual motion kind right. of machine. Yeah. We're, we're doing what is almost detrimental. We're sitting. Almost, if we're not sitting, is. we're standing. Yeah. And of course, how do you sit and get comfortable? You lean over. Yeah, you know? yeah. doing so, it right now. Yeah, you, yeah, it's you know part of the part of the. Luckily, I don't uh, with with my job. I, I'm typically yeah. standing and moving all the time, so I'm a little I bit fortunate well. when I sit. I, I feel like I've earned the right to sit for a few minutes, and I'll go ahead and slouch maybe because I'm not here <laughs> yeah. for hours. You know, right? Oh, I'm so tired. Right. Um, all right. So, uh, and then. Jackie Sorensen had like aerobic yeah, dancing. Yeah, did, right. She started the whole kind of um, mixed movement. Um, there were a lot of them. You know, Richard Simmons, uh, Jack LaLanne. Oh, he's my idol. I've got a video of his playing out there oh, right he, he now. He's a sweetheart. He's just such a sweet guy. They did, you know, surgery. So you've met all the all these guys. Yeah, I've met them, you know, throughout the years. And you know what? They're all incredibly sweet people. I imagine. Just incredibly great people. There's nobody out there that is a snoot. Do you need Jane Fonda? Yeah, yeah. Jane and I are, are friends, yeah. How about that? Now she had her, it was more high-impact aerobics, correct? She had a... Uh, High-energy instruction. Yeah, yeah. Kind and of then the she had there. these, yeah. uh, well, she had this leg and butt workout that everybody would do. We would call each other, could you do Jane's workout today? Did you do Jane's workout? <laughs> you know, and that was, dur- that was in the day when you had to play a, a VHS or a record. Actually, aerobics started on records. You couldn't even see the person. You just played the record. The record. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Jazzercise. Yeah, jazzercise. That's a huge, huge um, just phenomena. And uh, mother-daughter thing now. It's passed now to the daughter, and the daughter runs it. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, uh, sweetheart of a guy. You, you met him, I imagine. Sweet, you sweet met guy. him all, right? Yeah. Sweet, so you did a bunch guy. of talk shows back then, too? Or did they have did talk shows. We did... Um, yeah, you know, we did Today Show, we did, you know, gosh, CNN, we did all of it, you know, just trying to get people wow. motivated to exercise. And if you think about stepping, you know, because I invented step aerobics, you think about, you know, what people could do comfortably, just go up and down on a step. That's easy. You don't have to know choreography. Did it you, explode? I mean, be, be, because you could, 
more people in different levels of fitness and, and maybe some with some injuries, you could kind of uh, let them do that routine. Uh, All safely. of that. Yeah. You know what I think it was, really? What? You know, it, the phenomena of the 80s where you had these aerobic group exercise classes, people are dancing around like, you know, high kicks and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it really excluded people who couldn't do high kicks yeah. and didn't want to run into another person in the room. You know, sure. you think of women's aerobics, it's kind of like men's golf. You know, you get into this whole group. It's a very social thing. Mm-hmm. The people that are better at it tend to be the ones that come to the class. Well, what stepping did was it distinguished parameters. So people who were stepping had their own place. They were in their own place. Nobody could come on their step. Nobody could run into them. You know, it was low impact, but it was high return. Yeah. Because you're climbing. You're using the big part of your legs, and those are the engines of the body. That pay off the most. And then yeah. you've got this great kind of tribal thing, this great music, and you've got this elevated piece of equipment. And I think... Everything I have invented from there on and before that is about planes, the difference in plane, the difference in planes from the floor to something. Yeah. I remember I took the Swiss ball to Reebok back in the uh, early 80s, and I remember John Frascati, who was the uh, president of development, then said, nobody's ever going to do that. We can't do that. I was like, John, just listen. <laughs> I promise you people are going to do this. And a couple of years later, he, you know, at the sports show, he came to me and goes, I am sorry, man. I should have. We should have done that. So it's a plane. It's a planal difference. Yeah. Get off of your plane and do something in a, on a different plane. So what's the difference between the step and step Reebok? I see early videos. Uh, and kind step of... Reebok was the culmination of... The, the invention of going up and down on a platform, basically a music-inspired Harvard step test okay. and a phenomena. And what Reebok did, which is so interesting, and we look back at that now from a business standpoint, we look at it, and what was it that made that so successful? Well, what I just talked about, which was, you know, you could get a high return for a low-impact movement, and mm-hmm. it worked the legs, it burned a lot of calories, all that kind of stuff. But you know what else it was? It was the story. Here I am, this little housewife up in Canton, Georgia, you know, trying to rehab my knee. And I'm going up and down on my porch steps. That's how I'm doing it. So you were in your early 30s? Yeah, early 30s. I was 32. I twisted my knee. I taught at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Worked for a guy named Lawton Heydrich down there who was a conditioning coach. And I taught the baseball, basketball, and softball. uh, I mean, sorry, uh, football, baseball, and basketball players aerobics. And I twisted my knee. I was just doing too much. It was overuse injury. So Lou McBride, who was the physiologist there at Georgia Tech said, look, you know what you got to do? Just do the poor man's exercise. Go up and down on a milk crate. Yeah. You'll get your range of motion. The knee joint's a hinge joint. It just bends one way. So just do that, and it'll get better. You know, you haven't torn your medial collateral completely. You've just, you know, frayed it. So I started doing that, and I thought, this is so boring. I'm going to put on some music. <laughs> okay. So I put on some music. I was like, yeah, I'm going up and down, but this is boring. How about if I go from the side? Oh, this is cool. Hey, wait, what if I go over the top? You know, what if uh, I bound and I do all this stuff, and I start writing it down? And then I wrote a workbook. You know, for people wanting to rehab their knee on a step, and then I thought, wait a minute, this is better than rehab. This is a, this is a this is a program. This is a, a, program. a workout. So I uh, took it to Reebok um, after my girlfriend Kelly. Um, I can't remember Kelly's last name. Um, took it to Reebok. She said, "Bring it over here. Bring it out to L.A. and show them." So I showed it to ten guys, men in suits, and I, I was five minutes into it, and they said, "We want it." Right I noticed away. the early Step Reebok video has a bunch of men in the program. Right. Well, that was the great thing about Step, was it had a lot of guys in the program. Guys yeah. liked it. It was real tribal. It was basic. Yeah. And it was climbing, and they could do it. And we had we used hand weights, too. We used heavy hands and hand weights, but we later threw those away. I kind of wish we still did that, but anyway. So, But I saw Cher, um, she had some kind of a Step video. They all uh, did. Cher did. Did she have to pay you a royalty? She had to pay... What what happens what happens is the program is protected by what's called a performing arts copyright. Okay. So it's like what ballet choreographers use or opera choreographers use when they when they put together movement patterns and they don't want anybody to use them. It's called a performing arts copyright. So we did that. And then what happens is anybody that uses the platform doing those movements has to pay either Reebok or somebody else a royalty. Okay. So it's much easier and people who invent things need to remember that. If you invent something somebody Somebody copies you, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's good for business. All okay. you have to do is make sure that they pay for copying you. And okay. so that's what the people who used our program and our product did. They ended up paying a little bit of a royalty back. So, by the way, I, I thought it was kind of cool seeing 
you come up on my YouTube feed, <laughs> Sandwich Between Cher and Motley Crue. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> I don't know why. Motley Crue, right. <laughs> All right, so um, you did your just massively successful uh, Step Reebok video in 92, right? Who was Propaganda Films? Propaganda were the people who did the, um, the marketing for us. Oh, sorry, no, Propaganda were the people who shot it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there must have been a hundred people working on that. It was huge. It was an eight hundred thousand dollar production. Oh my gosh! I watched the credit list. I mean. Yeah, it was amazing. Everybody, you know, makeup artist, lighting art, lighting yeah. manager, lighting director. And you, you know, gotta remember, this is forever. like you know, in those days, for women, this is big, big, big business, because women had now have pretty much started this sport. <clears throat> you know, they decided to, you know be what golfing was to men inside this group room doing this activity that gave us a voice it gave women a voice for fitness and so much you gotta remember when i was a kid i couldn't play baseball because i was a girl i could hit the ball better than anybody on the team and i couldn't play because yeah. i was a girl yeah you know these are this is you know this whole phenomena of group fitness exercise was a result of women kind of getting empowered in physicality where before that, sports were pretty much about men. Yeah. You know, and so people forget that, you know, because now we see everybody playing now, all genders, both genders playing now. We, a lot of people Title nine, yeah. don't even remember. So when this phenomenon happened, what happened with Reebok was, it's a great story. Reebok made shoes for the sport of aerobics. Okay, so Angel Martinez, who... And a couple of the other guys from Reebok. Do you still have some of those cool shoes? I do. I have, I have one. Do you somewhere. have the big scrunchy socks still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have all that stuff. I wish those would come back. I loved them. I wore them myself. See? <laughs> the princess shoe. It was made of banana yellow and pink and all that ah, stuff. Sweet. But the really cool story about Reebok when they first made the shoe is they took it over to China and they gave them the pattern for the shoe. And the Chinese manufacturer made the shoe out of glove leather instead of shoe leather. It was a huge mistake. They shipped them all back to the United States. On Hill and these guys opened these boxes and they went, oh my God, that was our life savings. And they made these out of glove leather. What are we going to do? How much did they sink into that? Do you remember? I don't remember, All but they <laughs> sold out. It was the most successful shoe in the history of Reebok and still is. That freestyle shoe. Because it was shoe, better quality was, for the money. No, you know what it was? It was, it was soft. It was that's a what I mean. Being with a, a glove leather, I'm assuming that's yeah. better leather than the... Well, it's a movable leather. It's a ballet shoe. You know, and yeah. these women that were doing aerobics they were using clunky old track and field shoes and other shoes and all of a sudden this little pink shoe <clears throat> little white pretty little shoe with holes in the top put it on and it felt like a, you had nothing like on like a glove yeah. yeah it just had a sole on the bottom because it was made out of glove leather it was perfect it was the it was the greatest mistake ever uh -huh. and then they changed it <laughs> they changed it a little bit yeah <laughs> glove leather was a little too thin <laughs> so where, where was that studio um, was, my original studio, gosh, where was that? You mean the studio, the studio where that, where that video was, was made, the Step Reebok. Oh, Step Reebok. That was in LA and it was probably somewhere. Is that where the headquarters were? There were two headquarters, Reebok. Uh, one was in Boston and one was in uh, Los Angeles on Olympia Boulevard, Olympia Boulevard in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, had you been out to L.A. before? No. No, so I hadn't. I was this little nobody. I'm telling uh, you what, I was making $300 a week, oh, man. you know, in the fitness and the uh, gymnastic industry. And I go out there and I never forget it. I never forget. I, I performed this, you know, routine for these guys. And I purposely wore a really nice outfit. <laughs> so they would be impressed as men would be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Kelly and I did the routine together and the guy said, yep. We want to do it. It looks great. Bingo. And I remember I came back like three months later to negotiate my contract. And I remember on Hill leaned over and he said, I'm going to try to get you 175, but we can for sure get you 150. They had a clue what he was talking $150? about. $150? Yeah, I was thinking, 150, is that like days a year? You know, I didn't know yeah, what he yeah. meant. Thousand. $1,000. $175,000. Gulp. And I remember my niece. Is, that, is it also like with, with royalties built in? No, that, that was before just, the royalties. So that was. That was just to teach aerobics. No, to teach but step I mean, training. but then in addition, you, you got a, a royalty contract. In addition, I got 53 cents off every video from this, I mean, every step from the step company. Oh my gosh. I got 175 from Reebok. And you sold millions of steps? Oh gosh, millions, yeah. 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 So the good news about that is that, you know, if. Look, if you've got a dream and you're, and I knew, I knew it with every 
part of my soul that that was going to be great. Yeah. I have no question. I wasn't, you know, nobody came up to me and said, nobody will do that. You know, that's Everyone not was it. like, yeah, this, like, we got this is so here. cool. We got something here. Yeah. So the choreography blew me away. Mm. I, I mean, I, uh, how'd you come up with so many moves? I mean, holy cow. Well, you know, it's really... And where do you it, learn those techniques to, to do? Or are you yeah, just winging it? You know what? It? You know, you just... You, I mean, some people are just born with these minds. I, I have this really creative mind. I can't balance my checkbook. But I've got this creative mind. I can choreograph something in an hour. But I... You know, people always say, well, just write it down. I can't write can't. it down. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just do it and I film it and then I write it down. You know, so... I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night. I've got, right now, 32 different big time winning ideas in my phone. I just put them in there as soon as I think of them. Yeah. So there, there's people in the world, like me, yeah. who are ultra creative. I remember Angel Martinez, Martinez from Reebok said I was the most creative person he'd ever met. And I thought, that's so funny, I'm not. Yeah. You know, so if you're in that whole thing, if you're really creative, you don't know you're creative. People always tell you, oh my God, you're so creative. And I think, really, I don't feel like that. How about that? You know what I mean? But then you see other people who can paint like these incredible portraits of people. Mm. And you think to yourself, how do you do that? And then you know what they say? I don't know, just do it. Just do it. You know, that's it's the same with any talent. You know? So there's a whole bunch of people acting or dancing. What do you call those people behind you? Oh, yeah, the talent. The talent. The talent. talent. The talent behind right. you. So um, I guess you, you, you pay them a little bit, right? We paid them and we practiced for a week. So that was the other thing, is, is they're, they're all in sync just got it down. Oh, you shoot it like 10 times. That's what I was wondering. How many takes did that take? Yeah, you shoot it like 10 or 12 times. Well, first you shoot it. depends on how many cameras. If you've got three cameras, you can shoot it like three times. If you have one camera, you can shoot it like eight times. edit it out. And then you edit the, the shot in. So you have a main camera. So if you made right? a mistake or something, like I cut that out and you start over from that sequence or... Well, you do that, but you have one camera that's on, you know, a the middle shot. Yeah, okay. You know, which gets everybody's body and face. And yeah. then you have a camera that's on feet only. And then you have a camera okay. that's just on my face. All right. But what they did in the early days with the first couple of videos is they made me stand in front of a camera and not move and cue the whole thing. I saw that. So they can get the voice down. So was, I've got was, it was in that my mind. Was that so you'd have a calm voice and not be out of breath or something? Or is it well, just being like cutting edge? It's just cutting edge. I mean, I well, could, That looks I cool. Let's put her on a screen. And... Yeah. So, but what's funny about it is you can't move. You've got to stand in front of the screen, the camera, and you're like two feet away. And you, they got your face in there, and you got to go. Okay, now we're going to move to the right, and we're going to reach over the head. You know, and, you, yeah. and then, so to to remember what you're doing when you're doing that, you got to kind of go. Okay, we're going to go to the right. Okay, now let's go to the left. Try you know, because you don't want somebody's it. head like. Remember that whole headroom thing, you know? <laughs> Max headroom. Max headroom. Yeah, you don't want to be like that. So that's the hard part, you know. That's part of. Okay, if you're a creative person, you can do that. So did it? Um, I mean, how long did that take to to film it? Did you practice for a week? A week. And that was filming the whole time as you were working right. on the Right. Now, these high-end videos would take a week, and, and they were just incredibly well-produced, beautiful scenery, gorgeous bodies, yeah. you know, perfection. The stage was super cool, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the set they build is amazing. And I remember yeah. Onhill said, you know, this is going to be a video that'll last, the, you know, forever. And it, and it has. It's 40 years old, and it's still People like still one. love yep. it. So you mentioned kind of a tribal thing. Uh, there's like... A drum section over there beating on the drums. Yeah, you know uh, where we got those guys? Yeah. Off here. the street. Off the street. We got them off the street. We dressed them up, gave them a, gave them a hat, and, and said, just go. said, go for it. Yeah, and they did, did it. Didn't really tell them what to play or how to play. Just kind of make it kind of. Yeah, they were just in there. They were just jamming. Pretty cool. They were stepping along. You know, and, and you guys also, I mean, I guess Reebok, you personally, Propaganda Films, it just seemed like a brilliant marketing approach. You know, it it, uh, it 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 was seemed to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, but really geared towards the fitness instructor at mm -hmm. the clubs, mm -hmm. but then also at the same time for for the person in their house. Right, uh, right. And it's like, dude, you just nailed it yeah, all. Yeah, uh, you just think about it. You know, it's it's, it's so interesting to think of the whole thing because you're just going up and down on a step. It's a Harvard step test in music. What did you think of the final product when you, when you put it out? Well, I'll tell you what's interesting about shooting these videos. If you are the person leading a video and somebody in TV land is watching you, your left is your right and your right is your left. Oh, god! So when you cue, not only do you have to cue it, listen to the music, count it, cue it, talk to the people, you've got to now remember that your left is really your right and your right is really your left. That's called mirror imaging. 
But then when you turn sideways to the platform, it's actually called actual image. So you have to work within mirror and actual image as an instructor when you're shooting it. So there's all these complicated things that it's you have to remember. monumental effort. Monumental effort. And that's why it takes so long to get it right. But I remember sitting in the editing process. The editing process almost took as long as the shooting because the director, his name was Gold, I was trying to explain to him what that meant. You know, because he kept saying, you're using your left when you say you're right. <laughs> I kept saying, I know, because I'm facing the person and I'm saying, start with your right. And I'm pointing to my left so that they're starting with their right. Trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't understand the concept of it was so exhausting. that I said, just shoot it and then we'll cheat it in post. Okay. So in post, we had to cheat a lot of shots to accommodate that. Oh, to the right, because yeah. you went to the right. You went to the right, right. I've done um, <clears throat> workout videos at home. And not so much like aerobics things, but like P90X, and mm -hmm. uh, we had a uh, oh, what's a wrestler? No, oh, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, Diamond Dallas Page, right? <laughs> he. Uh, so whenever stuff kind of comes in here, I like to try it all, you sure. know, and and then see what I think. And and uh, most of them see, you know, if they're all right, you step with your right foot or use your right hand or whatever, and it seems to be, you know, they're using their right foot or right hand. But uh, Diamond Dallas Page, you know, he would do the opposite, and it confused me. Oh, it did. Because he'd say right, but he was using his left. Right. And then I'm watching, it and sometimes on the movement, it would kind of mess me up, and I'd wow. have to pause it or whatever. Well, if you're facing somebody straight on, and you say, start with your right hand, and, you, and I'm holding my left, then it's a little easier to comprehend. But if you've turned sideways now, and my, my shoulder's to your shoulder, yeah. you've yeah. got to go actual. So, you know, I, I'm so impressed with, with how much uh, effort uh, you guys went into to giving the, the guidance and the technique considerations and, and the researching and providing the, the supporting science mm. uh, behind all those recommendations. Right, right. Was, was that a, uh, out of liability concerns or was that just you, you guys coming from a true teaching mindset or both? Well. First of all, you know, anytime you embark on this monumental task of creating an activity for the world to do, yeah. you got to make sure it's safe. When I first started with step aerobics, I was holding five pound weights and stepping on a 12 inch platform. Yeah. And that's heavy weight, very high platform. Mm -hmm. When I met with Lauren and Peter Francis, <clears throat> who, was the who were the physiologists that Reebok used to overview all of their programs to make it safe, um, they said, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to knock this back. We got to start with a lower platform. We got to incrementally increase the intensity as people get fitter. Mm -hmm. So that's when we started to knock down the platform height four, six, eight, ten, twelve, and then we had no weight, no weight yeah. at all. But weight was used uh, as a strength training component or or an add-on later. It wasn't used in the actual activity. How about that? So the reason that Reebok did that was because we had something called the Alliance, which was the um, it was sort of a club for all aerobic instructors. And we wanted to make sure that, you know, the person who's pregnant taking that class or the person who is, you know, a star athlete is still getting the same amount out of it. And the way you did that, the way we did that, was if somebody was pregnant or somebody was had a pre-existing condition, we put them on a low platform, like a four-inch platform. Just modify it, yeah. Yeah, and if we had a super athlete, you know, or a basketball player, we put them Step on a 12-inch yeah, platform. Yeah. And that was great because that designated intensity. So that was the first thing. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure people knew that mm -hmm. also because Reeboks integrity was at risk here a because they're making the shoe that goes with the program were they into any other thing like this prior to this or just shoe company you know, and I then all of a sudden you talked them into being in the fitness right, game right right now i can't remember if they were into anything but the shoe game because in those days all you needed was shoes in a room you know this was their first product that they endorsed and they endorsed the product to help the first, sell shoes to help but sell shoes right yeah, yeah. and then the story so we had the story the shoes the platform movement which was the alliance and then you know the program super cool hey so uh if you're just joining us here uh this is the play more podcast i'm jay your host and i'm here with jen miller again one of the top 25 fittest people in the world you probably still are and if you'll stay tuned for next week's play more podcast we're going to get together with eric and shoddy colasar who just through hiked the appalachian trail so uh, I've got all kinds of questions for them. When I think of playing more, that's, that's, uh, that might be top of the heap right there. Um, so get back to this. So uh, what kind of name is Jin? It's Virginia. You just shortened it over Virginia, the years. And then it was Ginny. 
Okay. And then it was gin, and Reba just thought gin had a cooler sound to it than gin. Okay. So it was it was part of the marketing efforts. Right. How about yeah, that? Gin. Yeah. What was your most indulgent purchase after your initial success? Oh well, that was a house. A house. That was a house. There yeah. was a big house in Canton. It was right on Main Street. Was there. it your first house or? That was my second. Second house. house. Yeah. But bigger, better, badder. Bigger, better, better. And the thing about the second house was we built a studio onto it because it was oh, okay. on two and a half acres sitting back off the road. And it was a farmhouse. So we um, we got in there and it and when I first went to look at it, you know, my mother walked in. She goes, oh, I love this house. And I just thought, well, she loves it. I love it. You know, it was one of those things. So we bought it. And then we added about a 40 by 40, eh, not maybe that big, 30 by 30 foot studio in the back. Oh, great. So that I could teach instructors. I used to have instructor training there and I yeah. would do my classes there. And um, that was indulgent. And I remember I told my husband, you know, I said, this is going to be like a big payment. He goes, no problem. He was really good about putting money away. He was very fiscally minded. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the early videos, um, the big feathered hair, just, yeah, just yeah. giant hair. <laughs> hair fawcett hair. Yeah, you, you, you kind of looked like a, like a hot Linda Hamilton or something. And uh, say Linda Hamilton, that's funny. I'll say it, kind of like a sex symbol. Well, they wanted it to be sexy. But, you but know, what's so, funny so cool is I'm... About, well, go on. It was, it's not really my personality. Well, and, and you could tell very quickly that, in addition to all that, um, uh, you balance that so well with, uh, um, you could tell, just tell you were intelligent and sincere, and uh, you you were you meant business too. So it was a it's probably a perfect mix. So you had to get a bunch of fan mail, right? I mean, do you have guys like fawning them, throwing <laughs> themselves at you in the early days? Imagine? Well, I think mostly guys. Um, were intimidated a little bit were they? Um, yeah, by I me, but yeah, I used to get letters from prisoners though, because we, because they I'll would have our uh, videos on the um, simulcast in some of the prisons, so the guys would work out and they'd be calmer. Of course, you know, yeah. and so I'd get letters from them. How about that? Yeah, which was kind of scary. So <laughs> you get letters from murderers. <laughs> Glad I could help. Yeah. So I but mean, they were, you know, they were working out so good. So some of that had to go to your head a little bit. Uh, did you did you get a little period there where you're like, had to check yourself? Uh, uh... You know, I don't know because I don't think so, Jay. I think one of the things is, uh, for me, I was just so blessed. I was so thankful just right out for the of opportunity. Just... I mean, you got to remember, I was traveling all over the world, 57 countries, some of them more than three or four times. And you were like a rock star. Uh, at the I time. saw that video, or where were you? Like, there's like 2,000 people. Yeah, right, oh, Nashville. We were in Nashville. Nashville, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a couple thousand people standing there to your, whatever you're saying. I mean, right, like, right. like a rock star. Right, and it was fun. I mean, it was the... so fun. It, but, uh, you know, people always, you know, people always come up to me and say, oh, you know, I want to do what you did. But I got to tell you, 99% of it was absolute full-out work effort oh well that you know? i have no and, doubt about and it and listen it was fun when i when i'd go to japan i would spend two hours after performance taking pictures individually with all these japanese uh, attendees that wanted a picture one-on-one -on -one. yeah i mean it's exhausting it's exhausting i remember my husband said oh, you're just having a bunch of fun i thought man you have no idea how yeah. hard this is it's a lot of work well that's that's where i kind of I felt like that it probably didn't go to your head because I, I i you could tell it wasn't like yeah just Make a quick video and big, big, huge successful. You could tell the amount of effort that uh, and thought that, that really went into it all. And then, I guess, just continued work on down the line, right? Yeah, and you have to think about everything you say, everything that comes out of your mouth. If you do QVC or you do anything where, you know, people are recording you or you're having... Oh, I can't you know, imagine. You have to Thank think goodness. about every little thing that <laughs> comes out of your mouth, you know? So you have to be media trained. You have to have legal, um, you know, step in and say, here's what you can say, here's what you can't say. You know, there's in the back of your mind the whole time. And when I was working for Reebok, Reebok's big push was always make sure that you have Reebok as the inventors. You know, you're, you're, we are together the inventors of this phenomenon. You are mm -hmm. not, you're the inventor of Step Aerobics, but we are the inventor of Step Reebok. Okay. So Step Reebok had to be outside of Jen Miller. Okay, and which is good because it allowed you to break away eventually. Right, yeah. right. But still now, to this day, you know, we're doing this big, uh, there's a South American huge step uh, conference going on, and mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, record a hello to millions of people in South America that are doing this wow. step thing. 
And I've got to learn Spanish. I've got to learn yeah. Spanish. Hello. Hola. <laughs> got it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you have, to, you have to be careful what you say and what you, what you do. For I can sure. imagine. How did Gin Miller Productions come about? When? Well, in about, uh, after I was with Reebok for about 15 years, I decided that it was time to retire and just do some things on my own. Because with Reebok, I was traveling. You know, if I, if I, did, if I did the uh, math, I ended up, you know, making like $4 an hour. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure that, that I just chose what I wanted to do. And what, I was tired. Plus, yeah. my son was 17. He was getting ready to graduate from high school. Uh, okay. I wanted to be home for that senior year. How many so, kids do you have? One. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I started my own business, which was Jim Miller Productions, and I started shooting videos for p other people. Yeah, so I was wondering, I mean, uh -huh. who knows how many visits you did for yourself, and, right. and you did the same for, for other, other programs and people, and yeah. anything outside the fitness uh, world? Um, not really. Mostly activity. Mostly different activities for different people, yoga videos and children's videos, stuff like that. things like that. So... Um, Again, I just ripping through, uh, you know, like YouTube or something, and uh, oh my gosh! I mean, so you got the original Step Reebok video, got Step Reebok the Power Workout with Jen Miller, Step Reebok Circuit Challenge with Jen Miller, Step Reebok Intense Moves with Jen Miller, <laughs> Jen Miller Step, Extreme Step, <laughs> Simply Step, Classic Moves, Salsa Walk. The, the the ramp cardio challenge ramp super cardio I've been practicing my jazz you hands really by the good. way <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, the list goes on and on and on and on I well mean, they're on there for instructors that's what they're on there for if people choose to yeah. watch them that's you know, cool. their choice but I want instructors to learn from them and know yeah. that we put in this 30 years for a reason very cool how, how do you keep coming up with new material it just comes. It just comes to my head, just like at night. That's just different enough, in. but follows a similar format, you know. Yeah. yeah, you just you know you 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 put your feet down, you do a squat, and then you say, how can I do a squat with my arms, and how can I do with do a squat with my arms, which moves front to back, side to side, up and down, or in a in a turning pattern, and then how can I change that into an integrated exercise? It's just follow the method. So you know, you mentioned like the copyrights or, or whatever you have for your 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 performing programs, arts, your performing arts. I'm an inventor by nature with uh, no patents or copyrights to my, to my credits. <laughs> but I do, I think about 24 seven, I've got a list of things to do that I never follow through with or whatever. But uh, you know, among all the other worries and things you have to you know, do to promote or get something off the ground, how do you uh, um, reconcile giving up a lot of control to make that happen? I think it's your personality. I think, you know, if you have this great thing and you're passionate about it, then you'll want to share it. And if people take it from you, then that's that's on them, right? Yeah. You can write them a letter and say cease and desist, and they have to cease and desist. But really, if you're really passionate about what you're doing, you want to share it. Now, that doesn't say not to protect it. Yeah. You, know, you do want to protect it. So have you spent a lot of time in legal battles? I've spent uh, some time in legal battles, but pretty much what I do is very, very safe. Yeah. So there's not too many things people do people try to get, you know, get to you. Cross it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I've never lost a legal battle with anybody over anything. Not I've too not, much I've not effort. Had enough to, of them. Yeah, how about that? We'll, uh, pause this. All right, so we're here continuing on here with Jen Miller. Uh, welcome back to the Play More Podcast. All right, so um, can you tell us a little bit about Cush? Yeah. And Kush. But before you do, let me first say that um, you know with today's sensibilities. And the current vernacular of the kids these days, um, I thought maybe you had changed courses or hanging out with like Snoop Dogg or something. <laughs> Am I missing well, you something? Just said Snoop Dogg a Kush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's you know going what's on with funny? Kush? This is really funny. When we first created the Kush product, which is by the way, it's a cushioned soft surface step. Genius. And course. it's for doing Pilates, strength so training, obvious. yoga, all that stuff that you need to do core training. Yeah. You know, because right now you'd have to take a a, a mat laid on top of the step and the step is used for now strength training a lot yeah. or circuit training a lot of different yeah. activities besides step or mostly besides step now it's less step and more other activities okay. and we use it as a plain difference in the aerobic room so when we first came up with it I went to the step company and I said this is a cushioned step what are we going to call it and you know at first I said let's call it cushy you know cushy but that's too cute well let's just too call cute. it cush well we couldn't spell it k-u-s-h-h-e because somebody already had that. Okay. It's some kind of something. I don't even know what it is. So I said, let's just change it to K. 
KU. But we didn't know, because we're old, <laughs> that it was the same name for marijuana, right? Because yeah. <laughs> our day, you didn't call marijuana Kush. Right, you called uh, it reefer. Yeah, weed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. You know, so Kush, what's that? None of us knew. <laughs> so we just, we patented it. Too funny. And we called it Kush. And then people, about like two years later, and by the way, these kinds of... Uh, a piece of equipment, they take five years to get to fruition from the time oh, you start to the time you end. It. it takes a long time. You don't just invent it and overnight it's there. Yeah. You've got to go back to and forth to the engineers, back and forth to the patents, you know, all that kind I've of stuff. I've done it with some products myself. And again, never seen the light of day, but you've done all those things you just yeah, mentioned. It's a yeah, it's lifetime. Prototypes. Absolutely. Yeah. So we didn't change the name. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, you know, Ray Irwin, who's the uh, owner of the step company, said, look, let's just do this. We got the name. Let's just stay with it. He goes, and let's put it on the bottom. Legal in all 50 states. Uh, <laughs> Especially nowadays. So, yeah. yeah, we did that. Legal. Cush step. Legal in all 50 states. How clever. But we just yeah. left it because, you know, it means cushioned platform. So how long was it before you realized that uh, it had a uh, double entendre? Well, I think one of the kids probably came up and said, you know, Jen, this is this. <laughs> By the like, way. what? But we just got a big giggle out of it. Yeah, and then we decided to leave it. So there you go. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Spelled with two H's though, not one. K U S H H. Yeah. 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 Exclamation. How funny. Exclamation. <laughs> so um, you mentioned what started your whole career. Uh, well, not started, but uh, really jumped, uh, you know, got you going uh, with, with your knee injury. Uh, since then, have you had other uh, physical injuries or setbacks that have kind of kept you down for a little bit? No, you know, I've been really, really, really fortunate. I haven't had any injuries. I've had, um, you know, occasionally a sprained ankle, something like that. Yeah, nothing Trail major, running but... or something. I did crash on my bike a few years ago. And um, my head saw a got kid in a tow truck hit me, totaled my car, and that got kind of threw my back out for a little I while. Imagine, yeah. But I, I, I heal up you're, pretty quick. A couple good, of weeks, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So how do you teach a class, though, when you got a sprained ankle or when you're sick or not doing well? I mean... You just gotta do you it. Put on that face, you just gotta you know? do it. You just gotta do it. You can get through anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Uh, and actually moving always yeah. makes you feel better. I don't yeah. care what is going on with well, you. But your body might be telling you to do yoga that day. Yeah. And yet you've got this right. you just gotta do kind it. of hardcore physical. Yeah, you just gotta pull yourself up by your on, bootstraps on your and do it. I remember one time I was in Germany and I ate pate. Liver pate the night oh, before. Golly. I was so sick. I was so sick. And I remember my And where? In Germany. Germany. And I had to do Germany's largest step class the next morning. <laughs> my husband and my son were with me, and my manager was there. And I woke up at like 3 o'clock in the morning just sick as a dog, sick as a dog, food poisoning. So I, I said... There's no rescheduling something no, like that. Yeah. No, And I said to my husband, call Phil and tell him, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm green. I just can't do it. I'm throwing up. You know. Oh, wow. And he calls Phil, and Phil goes, okay, I'll just start calling the news people and the, all the TV stations and everything. He calls back. Phil calls back 15 minutes later. He goes, I don't care what you have to do. She's got to do it. Oh. I was just sick. <laughs> Is there video and I had of to that? do it. There's video of me sitting in the van, white faced, you know, before I had to get up on stage. Oh. But we, I did it. That's did too it. funny. Do you ever get to be a student yourself? Yeah, I love being a student. Yeah. I learn more from my students and being a student than yeah. I could ever learn. I suppose that's your nature. You're just constantly searching and learning. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Get out of it what you can. Yeah. All right. So, uh, play more listeners. Uh, if you are in and around the the Woodstock area, and considering taking a step towards self improvement, uh, then go visit Jen Miller Fitness for some award winning <laughs> fitness and personal training. She's got all kinds of classes, including yoga and classes for seniors, mm-hmm. and. Uh, some off-site and outside, some at various, uh, well, I think you do some at Lifetime Fitness around the corner I do Lifetime well. Fitness, yep. Um, that's, a, that's so cool. Her, her, uh, her training studio is located at 115 Mill Street in downtown Woodstock, and uh, you can call 404-405-5309 for the current studio schedule. Um, you can even work out with Jen on Facebook, you know, so, um, you know, put my notes away here for a second. I, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's certain people, uh, uh I want to say, uh, are, are you just high caliber, whether they're athletes or, or business persons or, or whatever they're into, you, you can just, 
something about when that kind of person walks in the room, you know, you just, they've got something going on. There's something special about them or whatever. And I've always felt that way about you, even when I really didn't know much much about you. Um, But uh, I've always heard good things and uh, you've always been kind to me. So I appreciate (laughs) that. Um, uh, So, um, you know, it's kind of like, Kind of like the those you 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 and those people are you know like Olympic athlete or something you know you just you don't even have to know what they do you just know there's something right and uh, kind of like the sun you just want to kind of sit close to you <laughs> absorb some of that goodness you know um, so kudos to you and uh, um, you know the the tens of listeners that are listening <laughs> really appreciate you coming here um, so. Well, Jay, really you have great success with this. Yeah. You sound like a DJ to me. You have that great voice. <laughs> this is uh, this is just a way for me to maybe try to be a little creative and and uh, and you know we get so many cool you know I, I run out of stuff to say in two minutes but uh, we get so many cool customers in here uh, not just the the world famous type but just the, the average Joe and uh, um, you know I get to learn a lot from them so that's pretty pretty sharp so. Um, well, I, I love sending people over here, and people always ask me, where do I get this and where do I get that? And I always say, go on over to Play It Again Sports uh, yeah, and talk yeah, to Jay. So you're sweet. They, they always uh, appreciate that, too, because your prices are really good, and people that come in here get a, a lot of attention. So it's a great place to have, and kudos to you for having this great store. What's going on next in your world? Uh, I've got a lot of things up my sleeve. We'll see who jumps first, who jumps on board. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, we'll all be watching. <laughs> And uh, again, thank you so much for for coming here. I I really appreciate it. Well, thanks. My pleasure. My pleasure being here. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.